John chapter 4, please. John chapter number 4. And while you turn there, let me just turn to John 20. You don't have to turn it. I'll just turn it myself. John 20. You turn in John chapter 4. We just completed a series of messages uh, at our church uh, entitled uh, The Seven Signs of Jesus in the book of of John, and, it, and it really, it's really a series about the, the miracles that Jesus performed and that were recorded in the book of John for us. And so when you open the book of John, there, John has a specific purpose in mind when you're reading his book, right? And his purpose is found in John 20, verse 31, where it says, in verse 30 even, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these, were, these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. So here's the whole purpose of the book of John is for you to see who Jesus is, what he did, and then as you are reading and are soaking it up, that you might believe that Jesus is indeed that promised Christ. And that, and then while you are believing, that you might have life through his name. Amen. So as you're reading John and you're reading all the stories and the miracle, we, we, we must keep that purpose in the back of our mind so that we can rightly understand the book. So we come to John chapter 4. And this miracle might, might not be the most extravagant one, but it is really uh, uh, an intriguing one. And, I, and, I, and I, just, I just love this miracle because this miracle is different, very different. So if you're in the... In the book of John, chapter 4, go to verse 45. Then, when he was come into Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went unto the feast. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servant met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into 
Megali, I'd like to preach tonight on a message entitled, More Than a Miracle Worker. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful for your book, thankful for your church, Father. Thank you for this church here. And Lord, we're just, we're just begging to have bread from heaven tonight because we need thy word. We are hungry and thirsty for it, Father. We need it in our life. And God, help us to grow our faith to a point where we can fully trust what you are doing. Thank you again, Father, for all you're going to do tonight. In Jesus' holy and precious name, I pray. Amen. John chapter 1 starts with a declaration, right, of who Jesus is. Right? He is the Word. I mean, John just starts right off the bat by saying, this Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Word. He is the Messiah. So John is not hiding anything here. And the Holy Spirit is just saying to John, just declare who my son is. And then after John chapter 1, the Holy Spirit starts, uh, starts giving things to, to, to John about what Jesus has done. And then throughout the book of John, you're going to see miracles of what Jesus did. In John chapter 2, you see his first miracle, right? You see the miracle of water change to wine. Then at the end of chapter 2, he is going to Jerusalem to, the, to a feast, the feast of Passover, and there he performs many miracles. And I think this is something that we might not clearly understand about Jesus' ministry. Uh, Jesus performed thousands upon thousands upon thousands of miracles, one after the other. We only have a few recorded, but he would spend the whole day with people healing, uh, giving sight, teaching. He would spend days doing miracles. And I don't think we really grab that when we are, when we are reading. Because we only, we only see the miracles that are recorded here. But there was no denying that this man, Jesus, was different, was special. And so, when people saw all the miracles that he did, of course, they were attracted to him. I mean, who would not, right? If you would know someone that would perform not one miracle, not two miracles, but hundreds of miracles, and, he, and it, it would be complete healing, all different, all different types, different kinds. Some blinds are recovering their sight. Some people that cannot speak now can speak. Some crippled man now can walk freely and run. I mean, you would... You would be attracted to that, and you would be right and a normal human to be attracted to that, right? In John chapter 3 now, Nicodemus comes to, to Jesus, and he is himself amazed. He says, no man can do what you are doing except you're sent of God. Right? So even he is recognizing that this Jesus is different, very different. Now, Jesus is going to leave Jerusalem and then make his way back to Galilee. 
And while he's going to Galilee, he's going to stop in Samaria. And there he's going to talk to the woman at, at the well, right? And then his, his word will go out in Samaritan land. After that, he makes his way to Galilee, and that's where we are at the end of chapter 4. Now he is met by a man, and this man is said to be a nobleman. Look at verse 45. Then when he was come into Galilee, the Galilean received him, and we know we know why here they are receiving him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went unto the feast. So these people that were there, when they saw Jesus coming to their place, they, they received him well, right? Because, hey, this is the man that performed those miracles at the feast. I've, I've seen him. I was there. I saw him, and now he's in our town, in our region, and we want to welcome him. We want to do things right. And you would do the same thing, right? If you knew that Jesus would come to your hometown, to your place, to your region, you would make sure that you would receive him well. Why? Because you know what the man is capable of. Amen? You would know, you would know what he is about. He heals people. He's a miracle Worker. And they look at verse 46. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water to wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. That word, nobleman, means belonging to a king. And so scholars are thinking that he was probably working for Herod Antipas. And if you know history, you know that he wasn't a great guy. Right? Uh, he wasn't a great guy. He's the one that beheaded John the Baptist. Uh, so not a great guy. So possibly this man was working for him. And this man, he was, he was troubled, right? Because his son was very sick. In fact, the Bible says that he was at the point of death. Now, you've heard about this man who has done hundreds of miracles, all complete healing, no denying of that. There, there are many witnesses, and they can all testify that this man is indeed very special, and he works miracles. So he leaves Capernaum and he goes to meet Jesus because he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee. He heard about Jesus because of the miracles he did. So he was chasing Jesus around because he believed, and that's the first step in his, in his faith, so he has, he has faith, but in a miracle worker. So he goes to Jesus. He wants to meet him because he knows that Jesus can do something for him that he cannot do for himself. And so 
he is doing everything that he can to go and meet this man. Now, it might not be the most noble thing to do, right? Running after Jesus for something for yourself, right? But you got to put yourself in his shoes. The guy's son is about to die. And if that's the, the only little bit of faith that he has, that Jesus is a miracle worker, then that's a good start. Fate has to start somewhere. Fate has to start somewhere. That's why we do evangelistic outreach activities, right? We, uh, last year we did an outdoor carnival where we uh, set up carnival games in a, in, a, in a public park and then we invite people and it's all free and they play games. There is, there is blow-up games. We serve them hot dogs, popcorn, uh, and cotton candy and we, and, and we, and we give them gifts. And you could say that, well, these people are taking advantage of the goodness of that church, right? They're not really coming for the spiritual aspect of knowing Jesus. They're just coming for the food and the games and the fun, right? Well, my friends, faith has to start somewhere. Faith has to start somewhere. And in our own life, my wife and I, when we attended that youth meeting, we were not seeking God for the right reasons. All we wanted to do was, let's just go have fun and then eat all their food and get out. That was our disposition. And you might say, well, that wasn't really spiritual. Well, you're right. It wasn't. But faith has to start somewhere. And this noblesman faith starts by considering that Jesus is a miracle worker. I've heard about this guy. I've heard stories. I've heard testimony. Now my son is sick, and I need to go find out if that's true or not. And you might have people show up at the church, at your church, and they're, they're looking for a quick fix. And you might say, well, they're not really coming for the right reason. At least they're coming. At least they're coming. Faith has to start somewhere. And so this man is trying to find Jesus. And he finds him. And then Jesus said unto him, verse 48, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. So this is interesting here. Jesus is talking to this man, but he's also speaking to everybody that's around, right? Because it says, then said Jesus unto him, and then except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. So Jesus recognizes why this, noble, this nobleman comes to him. Right? He knows the heart. He knows his condition. And he also knows the condition of everybody around that is hearing on that, on that matter because he, he knows as well that, this, that these Galileans received him well because of what he did. 
and not necessarily because of who he is. He recognizes that. And then he says this, ye will not believe. Will not believe. In the original language, it's a double negative, meaning like you will surely not believe except I perform miracles. What's the purpose of the book of John again? Oh, the purpose is to show that Jesus is the Christ by showing everything that he did, the signs and the miracles, so that by seeing, you might believe and have life. So Jesus knows the condition, but you know what? He's not, he's not baffled by it. He still shows compassion and mercy, and he knows the real condition of this man. So this, this man is going to keep on pleading. Look at verse 50, uh, verse four, 49, sorry. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. See the progression here in verse 47. He wants him to heal his son. And verse 50, uh, verse 49, sorry, mild, my child die. He is desperate. I don't know if he tried everything that he could try at that, at that moment. I don't know if he spent a lot of his earning on trying to find doctor that could cure him. I don't know if he offered sacrifices to, uh, to different idols that he, that he worshipped. But he heard about this man called Jesus. And what they're saying about him is that this guy works miracles. And I must find him. I must see who he is and what he can do. So he keeps on begging. He keeps on asking. Verse 50, Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. Now he's going to progress from faith in the miracle worker to faith in his promise. Now what's really different about this, this miracle is that Jesus will not be physically present by the person who is sick in order to heal him. This time... What Jesus says is, go thy way, thy son liveth. So instead of going with the nobleman to see his son so that Jesus can, can heal him on sight, Jesus is, is, is saying, you just have to go. Go thy way, don't worry, your son lives. Now, that requires a pretty big step of faith. All the testimonies that this nobleman heard was that Jesus would heal people on the spot. They would bring uh, those that, that were sick or needed help, they would, bring it, they would bring them to him, right? Or they would drag him to their house. But now this guy who has a little bit of faith, he has faith in the miracle worker, 
Jesus is going to ask him to make a giant leap of faith. And he asks him, trust my promise. Trust what I'm saying. Trust my word. And that requires a big step. And unfortunately, many don't make that step. They hear about this Jesus who transforms lives. They hear about him transforming the lives of their friends, their coworkers, their family. And they come to church and they want to know more about him. They want to see what this Jesus is all about because I have, I have heard and I have seen transformation happen. So I'm going to go and, and find out. Then, when Jesus asked them to trust in his word, they back off. They want immediate relief and immediate healing. So what is this man going to do? I mean, he traveled far from Capernaum to, to Cana where Jesus was in order to bring Jesus with him. And then Jesus just tells him, no, I'm not going with you. Go away. Your son lives. What will he do? That's really a big contrast in the other miracles that Jesus was doing. But the good news is, and the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. How can this guy believed on the word of Jesus? God did something there. I don't know what he did, but God did something, and the man believed. Now, he passed from believing in a miracle worker to believing in the Word, believing in what Jesus had said, your son live. And the Bible says, and he went his way. Can you just imagine his walk back home? What he was saying to himself, I don't know if he was saying, what am I doing? I need to bring this guy back. My son is, is dying, and I need Jesus with me so he can heal him. But then he just told me to leave, so I said, yes, I believe, and I left, but now I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. Sometimes, you know, when you try to trust the word of God, you're going to have a little, a little walk of doubt. And it might be, might be uh, painful in your mind to consider what God is asking you to do. I remember when, uh, when, when we got saved, then uh, we were not married at uh, that time. Uh, and so... As we were reading the Word of God and being under 
the preaching of God's word, God just uh, began to show us that we had to come apart for a while and then uh, once we were married, come back to, together. Now, for a lot of people, that didn't make any sense. And some began to maybe mock our decision, trying to make us question if it was right or wrong. Saying, well, I mean, you guys have been together for the last three years. What's, what's another year going to do? But we were convinced, convinced that that's what we were supposed to do. And though it would be hard and difficult for a while, it would be much more beneficial on the long run. And that's what we did. And then I, I, the Lord blessed that. He blessed that. And then a year after that, we felt really impressed to go to Bible college. Now, we were both working at that time, uh, pretty good jobs. Um, but then the Lord just really impressed on our heart to go to Bible college. And again, a lot of people didn't understand what we were doing. And it's okay. But doubts began to form. And we had to rely on the surety of his word to listen and believe what he was telling us to do. And then God blessed that again. And then same thing happened when uh, he called us to go to Quaticook, right? Why are you going there? Just stay with us here. You don't need to go there. there, there, there there's, already, there's already churches there. We've, I mean, we've just heard it all. <laughs> again, we had to trust in the written word. This is what you need to do. So faith can start really small. Faith in a miracle worker, then faith in his word and his promise, and then lastly, a progression again, faith in the person of Jesus. Look at verse 51. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour which he began to amend, and they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in the which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth. And look at this. And himself believed and his whole house. Now, this is confusing here. <laughs> Verse 50, it says, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word. And now it says here again, Thy son liveth, and he himself believed in his whole house. Now, did he, did he, did he believe on Jesus for salvation twice? That, that, that doesn't make any sense. No, it's, it's, it's a progression of faith. He believed that Jesus was first a miracle worker. Then he believed on the 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 trustworthiness of his word, and then here he believed in who Jesus really is. His complete being, that he is 
that Christ, that he is that Savior. And not only did he believe, but then his whole family believed he had full confidence in who Christ is. So his faith started super small. This guy's a miracle worker. He can help me. He can help my son. To now, I believe in the person of Jesus. It's, it's a huge progression. It happened pretty quickly, but it's, it's huge progression. Full confidence in who Jesus is. And my friends, this is where we want to arrive. At the place where, yes, we know that Jesus is a miracle worker, that he can do anything at any time if he wants to. And we want to progress to, I believe in what he is saying, what he is, he is saying is true. And then, progressing even past that, we want to believe in who he really is completely. Because I don't think we know really well who Jesus really is. I think we need to dive a little deeper. I think we have to believe in his word, but we have to search a little deeper and believe in who he is completely. And my friends, when we, when we get closer to that, to that goal, right? Because I don't think I am there. When we get closer to that goal, it is amazing the level of trust and the level of faith that God develops in our life. And you're willing to launch out. You are willing to make a step of faith and maybe talk to someone about Jesus. Because, yes, you, 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 you know Jesus can save him. Yes, you know that his word says that we, are, we need to be witness. But when you understand him fully and for who he is, you can make that bigger step. And now you're not, you're not giving this gospel track or you're not talking about Jesus because you feel obligated to, but because you want to and because you know exactly who he is and you're excited about sharing him with others. And that's an exciting place to be and it's a place where God miraculously blesses, and this is where you can witness God at work. So, my challenge tonight is this. Hey, if you're here, and all you have for faith is, I know God can do great things, that's a great place to start. It's a great place to start, and don't quit now. <laughs> don't leave now. Because Jesus is so much better than that. Much, much better. I hope you're going to progress to, I believe in his word and what he is saying, to ultimately believing in who he completely is. And that is a place of great blessing and great joy and excitement and enjoyment in the ministry. Some of us are not enjoying being a Christian that much because we don't know him that much. And that's just true fact. So let your faith progress 
that 